Hello, and welcome to Bravo Replay, the best and only Bravo trivia podcast in the world. My name is Kate Hudson. My name is Mattia. Mattia, we have so much to talk about today. I am so glad we're here. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so it is BravoCon weekend. Obviously, we are not there. It's tragic for me. I'm sure it's tragic for you more because, and this is why I'm bringing it up, you've been, so you yeah. know it out on I do which makes it all the more painful is knowing what I'm missing out on I went to the original the OG the first BravoCon 2019 it happened right before the pandemic a few months before so it was quite a banger to go out on before I was locked up for two years essentially I mean I could make a housewives joke like Jen Shaw is locked up right now so let me ask you because I have yet to experience the magic I am a BravoCon virgin what was the best part of it when you were there? Honestly, the best part was being with thousands and thousands of other people that have the same hobby as you and just having this type of community feeling. Everyone was so nice, like all the participants. Everyone was so kind and welcoming and you just, wherever you sat, you know, I, I went with two girlfriends of mine and we made friends with other people that we have remained in touch with. Through all these years, my one girlfriend that I went with, she actually just met up the one friend we made, our friend Cass lives in uh, Canada. She oh met my- up with her at a Canadian Bravo event. They went to Giggly Squad. Oh. And like, it was so fun. And we're talking about, we, none of us were going to the BravoCon this year, but we're talking right. about all of us going again next year for um, the following year. Where's it going to be? Do you know yet? Have they, have they announced it? So there's talks of either doing Vegas again, depending on how this year goes, LA or New York. New York. I have been to, obviously we live in Chicago. I would love yeah. for them to be in Chicago. I've been to the New York one. I'm originally from New York, so mm-hmm. that would be great. And I've been to LA. I know you've lived in LA. Yeah. I really wouldn't like that. It's no. I just don't know how logistically they would do it because you do no. the walkability aspect. So I would love for them to do it in New York again or Chicago. Vegas, I'm a little like kind of, I know, I don't think they'd ever do Chicago, but Vegas is just, it's not the vibe that I'm looking for. It's not my aesthetic personally. No, I hate Vegas. If they were hosting it, like I probably would go. I do have two friends that live there and I could stay with them. So I wouldn't have to pay for a hotel, which would be nice. No, but the hotel would be the best part. What are you talking about? It would just be drunken summer camp. Vegas is expensive, but that's how it was in New York. Like New York was like, everyone was staying at these Marriott's that were by the venues or these Moxie hotels. The Moxie hotels were like their affiliate for the event. Okay. Like it really was just like mayhem for three days straight. Like it was just absolute debauchery and it was so much fun. Well, first off, I'm inviting myself to BravoCon with your group next year. And second off, we have to stay in the hotel at least one night because I'm telling you, like, you never know who you're going to run into. All right. I'll do it. I'll fork over. It's just Vegas is expensive. But BravoCon is life. <laughs> <laughs> the tickets are very expensive. I was granted the tickets as a gift. It was my birthday gift from my husband and his family. They are oh. very, very pricey. So You were accepted. If they did that, you are accepted into that family. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I hope so. We've been together almost a decade, so I better. But yeah, they are very, very expensive. I think they're personally a little overpriced, but, you know, they're a little overpriced. Well, now I can ask how much. The 2019 one, it was $500, and that was for the cheapest. That's nothing. 
for three days? Okay, Lisa Barlow, you got your rolling <laughs> in the dough, Danny Warbucks. Listen, I haven't done it, but like, if you're going to do it, go big or go home. I will be the Lisa Barlow. You're going to be, you are the Whitney Rose right now to my Lisa Barlow with those. And then, so then that's the lower tier of general admission. And then they have right. VIP and then SVIP, which the SVIP for three days is around, I want to say it's around three grand. Um, oh and you God. have to take into consideration also your flight, your hotel, your foods, and you are buying merch, like just accept oh, of it. Of course like you you're are. buying merch. So like. After that, I mean, it's thousands of dollars for three $5, days. $5,000. But listen, you know. has that tax bill. She needs our help. Yeah, I just need Dorit's tax guy and then, or woman. No, you then, don't. You then don't. I'll, it'll be a cheap trip because I'll be money laundering. <laughs> I, I don't love that journey for you. So I, I do want to bring up something. It's going to be a little stale by the time this goes out, but we still need to talk about it. Bethany Frankel has been trying to take down Daddy Andy Cohen for years now. There was a Vanity Fair article. She thought it was going to be like this big bombshell. And it wasn't. It really wasn't. The only thing it did was like kind of tarnish Ramona Singer because like every but everyone knows Ramona's trash already. So anyway, long story short, it's been brought up at BravoCon. And they asked Andy, what is your like, what is your take? And he essentially said that Bravo brings people together and gives them joy. And he mm-hmm. lives in that joy. What do you think about that? I agree with that. It's no secret that I agree with that. <laughs> I've dedicated, <laughs> you know, 17 years of my life to agreeing with that. I think with any type of fandom, things are complicated. Whether you like sports, whether you like uh, Disney, you know, everything, it, there's icky layers to everything. Oh, yeah. So I think to like pretend that like one person's enjoyment is just like completely void of any type of complications you know whether it be within capitalism or systemic issues like everything has that's just the world we live in and I think it's naive to think that we don't but I I think overall you know Bravo is it's just fun you you know you have to take it lightly and don't be one of those fans that messages you know, real housewives or their children and yeah. like, as long as you're keeping it, like how I keep it is it's fun. Above the I get invested. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I, I would never, if I, even if I saw honestly, Tom Sandoval in person, I would never say anything heinous. To him these are people. These are people at the end of the day. So it's entertainment too. Like he's like, it's like wrestling, right? Like it's, he's the bad guy. He's the villain right now. Like I'm not I'm emotionally invested from an entertainment standpoint. I agree with you. But like, I, I got to be honest, I don't give a shit. He cheated on her on a personal level. It has nothing to do with me. As long as you keep it at that headspace, I think yeah. you can be a healthy fan. For the Vanity Fair article of it all and Bethany being really obsessed with taking it down, I would Ugh. question, you know, if she had a spinoff, if her career was going well, would she be doing this reality reckoning i think no i think bethany stands with the quote uh you either die the hero or you live long enough to be the villain that is bethany frankel where if her career just stopped at in 2017 she would just be remembered as a hero but the fact that she is just trying to milk it for every penny which is that it's worth, which I don't understand because if she has a lot of money, it's either she loves the money or she needs the attention. Those needs the money or needs the attention. It could be both. Yeah. But it is, 
interesting. Now, of course, like, do I think reality stars or, or really anyone in the labor force should have some type of union protection? Like, of, of course. course. Yes. But 100%. The, the little one-off instances that Bethany is using as examples, I just don't think are substantial enough to yield anything bigger than that. And like, at the end of the day, you, you also are consenting. You are signing when any real housewife or, or Bravo celebrity they sign these agreements, and this is across the board within their agreements. Anything that is captured on mic or on camera, they legally are allowed to use. And you there know that going into this. So you have to be conscious that you are consenting that whatever you say while you're hooked up on mic, which is why a lot of times they try to take their mics off or they'll yeah. say, they put the camera away, but the camera stays on because if the camera is rolling during scheduled filming times, they are allowed to air that. And you make the choice to drink too. And I know I'm an exactly. idiot drunk. Sober me knows that like drunk me may throw a tiki torch, but sober me like you, you do make that choice to start it. I I agree with you. And you don't have to drink. I mean, Margaret Joseph is a sober housewife. She hasn't drank in like 20 years. Kyle Richards is now sober. A lot of housewives are sober. Candy has only had, now this could, this is unfounded. Like Candy's only ever had one drink while filming, like in like what, the 15 years she's been a housewife. So to blame it on that, like, sure, they're giving you alcohol, but you don't have to drink it. So I, I would, though. This is why I can't be a housewife. And you can. And that's, I'm but then sorry. that's the choice, right? So <laughs> I'm an idiot. My, my thing is this. I also think that Bethany thinks she's people to Andy Cohen and she's not. Mm-hmm. If I, if that makes sense, like Bethany, I think it drives Bethany a little crazy that Cohen doesn't see her as people. Andy has power. Bethany doesn't. Bethany just has money. And I think Bethany really thought, that she was going to get that same level of clout that he has and be like people and be like hoity-toity high society the way Andy Cohen is. And I I think that's why she's trying to take him down too. It feels a bit personal. And I just go back to the point of, I think if her career is in a different spot, if she was still actively on Bravo, I don't think she would have made a peep about this. It's very much- Yeah, bite the hand. It's convenient for her- she cares about it. And I think if she was still on Real Housewives or if she had her own spinoff that was successful, we would not hear a peep from her about this. I agree with you. And to change the topic to who we're talking about today, I think Nene Leakes is the only other housewife, you know, other than Bethany, that could have parlayed this into more mainstream success. And she sued Andy Cohen mm-hmm. that got settled in 2022, but she was suing him for discriminatory practices. And I think the difference here is that Nini is all about the money, right? So like Nini is just savvy as hell. And I think she sued him when she realized Bravo can offer me no more. Like Bethany's going after them because she's like, Bravo can offer me no more because basically because she's like a psycho ex-girlfriend with Bravo. It's <laughs> like, if you're not going to like, green light my shows, then I'm going to come after you. I think Nini came after them because she's like, this well is dry and I'm done. Which, you know, I, I get it because I mean, but then it's kind of like, they've also given you fame that you were trying to, they, yeah. both of them were trying to get famous before. Like that's not a secret. They were both oh, yeah. auditioning for other shows. They were pitching yeah. other reality shows. So they launched your career. I mean, they, they did, but then use that and pivot it. And I know Bethany has tried that with her HBO show that literally- oh nobody watched like no got no views well I wasn't one of them (laughs) yeah she's been on a little bit of shark tank but things like that but you know Nini I think has the opportunity to pivot and Nini's been on other shows too which we'll talk about later today 
but I think she could do more. And I agree. I think she just kind of was like, I just want a lump sum of money so I can just kind of yeah. be left alone. I'm getting a Walk little bit away. older. Leave me alone. Yeah. I, I really do think that Nini is the smarter of the two. And she's just like, give me my money. Like, I, I think she's chasing the bag as opposed to chasing the fame. And I personally, that's what I would do too. Give me the money. <laughs> but yes, yeah, speaking of Nini. So uh-huh. Nini is our topic for today. It is Nini's cultural influence we are discussing. Yeah. So I have some questions for you, Kate, and regarding Nini. And okay. we'll get into it a little bit. But what is your kind of overall thoughts or views on Nini? I love her. So I... This is a Nini episode. And so to use her term, I wanted to come correct today. So I did a lot of quote unquote research, AKA YouTube videos. She is genuinely, I think one of the smartest housewives and where she excels is she is probably one of the most verbally quick housewives of all time. So like she has a quip for everything. And if she doesn't have a quip for you, she's going to yell at you to that quip comes And then it's golden. I do think she suffers from something I've thought about before where a housewife can overstay their welcome, especially if the franchise starts to get built around them. So Nini, towards the end of her first run, I was getting a little sick of her because it became the Nini show. Nini is beautiful and exquisite when Nini just gets to be her own person. And I'm going to say a minority thing here. I loved her friendship with Kim. I loved it. And it made me sad it's gone. And the same with Dwight. I love those little like side friendships she has. And I, I, we were lacking those in later Nini seasons. Yeah, for me, I mean, Nini really pulled me into the Housewives franchise, similar to how Bethany Frankel did. Same. Nini was so funny, just naturally. And like, even as a child, I just thought her quips were just hysterical. She was quick and she was just genuine, genuine comedy on the show, which really made the show feel a lot lighter but then she could also really become combative and argumentative which was also interesting too yeah and I think she's probably out of all the other housewives she most of her sound bites and quotes are used in today's culture as little phrases and sayings that people don't even know that they're using them people don't even know where they've originated from like if on TikTok, so many sound bites are of Nini and people use them actively. And I don't think people even know that they're from her. No. So I think that speaks a lot to her and her career on Real Housewives mm. and how she just really was the star of Atlanta. And I know Candy is is the longest running, but I still think Nini was probably the biggest star. And then I would say second yeah. is probably Candy from Atlanta. And then third, I'd say Portia. But it's undoubtedly that she was like a powerhouse. Her and Bethany, I would say, because while OC was the first, New York really lifted it. And then Atlanta lifted it even more and brought in such a larger audience, which I think is why really you could credit it's Bethany and Nini that did make it interesting. They were why I watched. I loved watching Bethany make fun of Sonia or other people. Bethany was the the voice of reason. She was the audience surrogate when you were watching. And I would say Nini was that too. Well, it, it was authentic too. Like there, there really aren't anybody in the Bravo universe now that can be that fresh voice because really somebody who's that whip smart and they're both very whip smart women who like have that quip on the ready, like all the time, like, un, like not rehearsed, unlike Whitney Rose, that is a rare quality. Definitely. Well, speaking of Nini, let's get ready. right into it and ask Ugh. some questions. 
Okay. So playing Bravo Replay today, if you guys are playing along, maybe you're on a walk, you're listening in your car. So I'm going to read the question off twice. We'll give you a few seconds and then you can shout it out in your car, shout it out in your house while you're folding laundry or just think of it uh, in your head. Uh, I will let you know the point system. And then for Kate, she will also be playing along. I'll be asking her the questions. She'll provide her answer. And then I will let her know if it's correct or not. And then we'll go over the total points at the end. Okay, Kate, are you ready for the first question? Ready as I'll ever be. So let's start off with uh, some background on Nini. Okay. What is Nini Leak's first name? What is Nini Leak's first full name? I'm looking for the full first name. So not Nini. I, I believe the name you're looking for, and I'm going to give you her full name, is Lanithia and her middle name is Monique and I'm pretty sure her last name before she got married to Greg who by the way is my favorite house husband of all time pretty sure it's Johnson that is correct so for one point the correct answer is Lanithia Monique Johnson so yeah Lanithia is her birth name but she's been going by Nini for quite a few years now even prior to the housewives she was going by Nini I love Lanithia. I especially love the chatter online when people will address her kind of as her full name, although they'll call her Lanithia. I think it's very funny. I don't know why. But yeah, that is her full name. But she goes by Nini, which I think both are really strong names and great names, especially for branding. They're really unique. Right. Lanithia sounds like a flower to me. I like that name a lot. But here's the deal. People do not address Ms. Nini Leakes by the name that she has not allowed you to address her by. And I say that as somebody whose real name is Kathleen. If you call me Kathleen, I think that I'm in trouble. You're not people. You're not people like that. So don't Mm -hmm. do it. It's rude. Definitely. Now with Nini, uh, we have a little background about her. So she was actually originally born in New York and then relocated to Georgia. And she's known our past uh, housewife Phaedra prior to filming. So Phaedra and Nini actually went to the same high school. Yes. What city was both Phaedra and Nini raised in? What city was both Phaedra and Nini raised in for one point? Well, first off, Phaedra doesn't know Nini like that. Nini was very clear that Phaedra came to high school after Nini had already graduated, my friend. So that city would be Athens, Georgia. That is correct. Athens, Georgia is where they both grew up, also where they went to high school. So you got the point for that one. Listen, I wanted to come correct for Ms. Nene Leakes because if I didn't, she might, you know, use that wit on me and I would crumple. (laughs) All right. So for our next question, this is a personal question of Nene. How many times has Nene been married and to whom? How many times has Nini been married and to whom for one point? This is a trick. This is a trick question. This is a trick question. Okay. She's been married three times, I believe. The first time was to Bryson's dad with the last name Bryant. I want to say it's uh, Calvin Bryant is sticking out, but I'm going to go with Mr. Bryant because I don't know him like that. So I'm going to basically hedge my bets here. But she met again, my favorite house husband Greg Leakes and she was married to him and then I was devastated when they got divorced I was so upset because again I really 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 like their relationship I think he's one of the few house husbands that's always been 
in his wife's corner love greg so they got divorced but then they got married again and i think it was because he got sick so rest in peace greg he truly is i can't name a house husband i love more than greg leaks so i'm going with three times to two different people that is incorrect oh no she wasn't married to bryant was she she was never legally married to her first child's husband she was quite young when she had her first son yeah that's right she did marry greg uh, as we know so actually she's been married twice and both times to greg so yeah the first time they were separated got divorced dated a little bit and then ultimately they remarried uh so which i think is really sweet and i think speaks to how greg was really the love of her life yes of course greg has passed away now and i know that was really really hard on nini especially you know that was someone that she had been with since she was very very young yes and, and he saw really- him all the way and he and they did have a son together also so she has two children and really have known him more than she hasn't known him in her life. So yes. I'm sure that was really profound to to lose him. I love Greg. Like I remember in 2008 when I was working at a bar, because I'm older than you, uh, and, and Real Housewives came out and my friend just was like, you're a chaos monster. Like, Nene, you need a Greg. I have spent the last 15 years trying to find a Greg, like a cool guy who just is like ride or die and thinks your like mess is adorable and has your back no matter what. That was Greg. Greg, I just, I was watching some like of the reunions and I forget who was coming for Nini. It might've been, it might've been Kenya, but Greg's like, I got the prize. And she's like, it's a bad prize. He's like, I got the prize. I just, I love, I love Greg. Peter, Peter would never, Papa Smurf would never, that man threw Cynthia under the bus as much as he could. But Greg, Greg always had Nini's back. And you could tell like Greg and Nini weren't just, great partners like they were friends they genuinely enjoyed each other which I think says a lot about them and I mean it speaks to why they got remarried and I kind of love that they got remarried it's it's a unique story that I think it makes sense where they maybe they just needed some time apart to realize ultimately we we do want to be together I love I love Greg on the record Greg's biggest fan I love Greg Leakes all right well pivoting to someone that's we're going to talk about a bit further, I think, later. Okay. Uh, so with Real Houses of Atlanta, Nini really was a, a large staple of someone that they wanted to help build the cast around in Atlanta. She was kind of known for knowing a lot of people. She, you know, her and Greg were a well-known couple. So whenever they're establishing a new Real Housewives franchise, they kind of like to get some pillars in the community, like a Karen Huger, and then build the show around that. Yes. Uh, So what cast member was Nini adamant on joining the first seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta against producers' wishes? What cast member was Nini adamant must join the first season of Real Housewives of Atlanta against producers' wishes? So I think I know the answer to this and it makes me sad because I, I think I brought this up already, but I love Nini and Kim's early relationship. I loved it. They, I like it when you can tell they were genuinely friends, right? Like there's a couple of housewives you can tell are actually friends. They have the history and Nini and Kim season one had that. And Kim, I remember they wanted to have an all black cast. But Kim was the lone white girl. And I remember at the time it was Nini who got her on. So I'm going to say it was Kim Zolciak. That is correct. It was Kim Zolciak, uh, previously Beerman, now no longer Beerman. (laughs) 
Nini and her knew each other kind of socially, but they really didn't have that deep of a friendship prior to the show starting. But Nini knew in her bones that Kim was going to be good TV. Yes. Kim had some kooky storylines. Kim has a very interesting life. I'm sure we'll do a future episode on Kim. (laughs) But she really was adamant that she wanted Kim to join the show. She thought she would bring a lot to the table. The production company was also as predominantly Black people too. And they were like, no, we want an all Black cast. Like Mm -hmm. we already have white women on these other franchises. Like we want to expand and be diverse. But Nini really was like, no, you don't understand. This bitch is crazy. And she was right. And I think that shows a lot too of like Nini being a strong producer. And even before the show even launching, knowing what was going to be successful on the show really speaks to Nini. And we can thank Nini for everything about Kim Zolciak and her spinoff shows, her music, her wild personal life. Like that's all thanks to Nini. I agree with everything you said, except for I think Ms. Nene Leakes is rewriting history. I think she and Kim were friends. Like, she knew those little girls. I think they were buddies. Thought a lot about this in the past 24 hours. It's the same thing that happened with Dwight. I think Nene is a big personality. I think she's used to being the focal of a friendship. And what happened is Kim got a taste of fame, and she tried to rewrite, like, the script, and then they fell out because their past dynamic didn't work anymore. You you see it with Meredith and Lisa Barlow. And I think with Cynthia and Nini, too. Yes. Oh, you can absolutely tell. Like, Cynthia, yes, because Cynthia got a taste of that housewife's life, and, like, all of a sudden, she was her own, like, storyline, and then she flipped that script on Nini, and listen... Nini probably has a big ego. She's smart as hell. She's whip smart. She brings the fun. She brings everything. Like if you're going to try to like take some of that spotlight, she's not going to, she's she's going to fight you tooth and nail. For sure. And continuing on discussing Kim and Nini. Okay. Uh, so speaking of Kim, why was Nini telling Kim to close her legs to married men for one point? <laughs> why was Nini telling Kim to close her legs to married men for one point? I will never forget Big Papa. And you guys have to understand, Big Papa was Kim's married boyfriend. But you have to understand in 2008, like Google was not what it was now. We didn't have Instagram, really. We didn't really have social media. So nobody knew who this guy was. Like he was a big mystery. And we're like, oh, he must be so hot. He must be like everything. And now we know who he is. Like he's just just a guy. His name is Lee. (laughs) And this was one of the storylines that Nini wanted to pull Kim on the show for because she knew that it was so interesting that Kim was openly being a mistress to this wealthy, prominent real estate. um, I think he's a real estate developer. I think so, yeah. It was really smart for Nini to have that foresight. But that scene at that reunion is such a clip. That's a perfect example of a clip that people use as a soundbite, as a meme, where it says, close your legs to married men. And you could tell she just kind of thought that off the cuff, which is really impressive. But so many people use that quote and remember that moment. And you are correct. It was in regards to Big Papa. So it was at the reunion and Kim was still in an open relationship with Big Papa, who was in fact married. And... (laughs) Nini's just telling her off, like, keep your legs closed to married men. And it's just such an iconic early Real Housewives moment uh, that I'll forever treasure because it was just so (laughs) fascinating to watch someone so openly not care about sleeping with a married man. And now I think Big Papa and his wife at the time, they were still married, but I do believe they were separated or it kind of seemed like the wife at least somewhat knew what was up and maybe turned a blind eye and didn't care. 
but mm -hmm. it is still a, just a fantastic moment that Nini gave us. So you do have the point. I, I do want to say she may not have cared if it was happening, like not underneath her nose, but I think she probably cared it occurred on national television. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Him buying her that car oh. on TV. I'm again, a child at this point, And I'm fascinated that someone had so much money that they could just buy a brand new, very expensive car on a whim. Like it was just fascinating to watch, like just trying to understand having that much money, that much disposable money that you can just buy expensive SUVs for your fling was fascinating to me. I was more fascinated that Kim could do that all with that terrible wig she had that season. <laughs> did she take it off for a big? I will never know. Like, did she we'll keep? It? There's know. no way that it stayed on during sex. There's no way that thing was flying around everywhere. It was a party city wig that she was wearing. There's it was no the way. Worst. Like it was so shiny. I'm glad. I'm glad she. I'm glad she upgraded in many ways. I love that she, like, just the fact that Nini would always call her wig to like embarrass her about how bad her wig like was like it's fantastic i mean kim still wears the wig to this day yeah. uh, she just they're much nicer more they're expensive nicer. Wigs. but it's just again like that's hilarious and like you'll always think of kim zolciak and you always think of wig <laughs> so funny. i love her oh all right so next question is a true or false question for one point so true or false this was nini's first tagline on the real houses of atlanta I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. True or false, this was Nini's first tagline on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. I'm so bad at the taglines. I need you to understand that I fall asleep every night to Law & Order SVU on my couch. And I could not tell you what that preamble is. Like in New York City. like, And I've heard it arguably thousands, if not 10,000 times. So... I'm real bad at this, but that does sound like something Nini season one would say. So I'm going with true. That is correct. Oh, yes. true. Those were her taglines for season one and season two of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, Mattia, as the Bravo historian, your PhD in Bravo. Oh, we can't, someone else has that uh, handle. Uh, Bravoologist. We'll Bravoologist. Sorry. <laughs> we apologize to anybody uh, with that trademark. Is that normal? Like, is in, in the early days, did people keep their taglines for a couple of seasons? Yes. So during when all the franchises were starting off, before they got really large productions, you would reuse a tagline a season or two. They right. would reshoot the intro every year. You know, for the first few years of Real Housewives, it was they were in the same outfits with the same look. I mean, they really did not. Any of those like cards that you would see sometimes like before and after commercials, like they yeah. weren't updating those at all just because they they didn't have the budget and they just, I don't think they cared as much, but now with so many eyes on it and so many franchises and they have such a formula now that they, and yeah. it's fun. It's kind of a thing every season when a new franchise comes out, what's everyone's taglines. But back then too, they weren't just creating taglines. They were actually just pulling out clips of what Real Housewives said during season. And they were just using those sound bites as their taglines themselves, which I think is interesting because, you know, again, it was very just kind of low production. They filmed for like three months and then they did a photo shoot day and that was kind of it. Where now it's like such a big production and Real Housewives like hire people to write their taglines for them. So it's a big thing where then it was just they kind of plucked it out of a sound bite or they just said like, think of something quick and that's what she said but I think that's such an iconic 
great tagline. And it is kind of true. I mean, people are trying to keep up with her still with her career. Real quick, I came up with this tagline in my head like probably 10 years ago, and I've always said it would be my Real Housewife tagline. Will you share yours if I share mine? I will share mine. You go first. Okay. I've always wanted, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I'm dry clean only. Clever. Clever. It's so dumb. (laughs) Now mine, I didn't create mine. This uh, coworker of mine made this for me and she said, this should be your tagline. But the tagline is, I might not be from this city, but now I run it. (gasps) Oh, See, you could tell exactly what type of housewives we would both. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so someone, I didn't, I need to think of one, but someone thrusted that one upon me. I I didn't, I can't credit that. Caitlin, that was all you. If anybody is listening, we obviously want to know yours. Tag us at Bravo Replay on Instagram and see if you can top ours. All right. So for our next question, as we know, Nini is very rich. She is very rich and she cashes those Trump checks, Yes, which such a wild web that we weave that Trump was so involved with so many housewives. But yeah, so Nini is very rich. Nini is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's had a one woman show, a fashion line with the Home Shopping Network. She Mm -hmm. also opened a lounge called the Lanethia Lounge, uh, which is now closed. And she also launched a boutique in Georgia. What was the name of the boutique that Nini opened? What was the name of the boutique that Nini opened? I have no idea like I thought you're gonna ask me a question about the apprentice and I, I I read that wiki if I had to guess what the name of her boutique would be she is never one to give up a branding opportunity so I'm just gonna go with Nini's boutique <laughs> I have no idea that is incorrect Not it surprised. Is swag bo- boutique so for one point it was swag boutique did you ever get to go? Um, they did film a few scenes in her boutique. Like I, I remember them, her showing them around. You know, a lot of Real Housewives launch boutiques. Hers was one of an earlier one. Like I want to say hers was before like Envy, Melissa Gorga's boutique. Ugh. But she, she's done a lot of different business opportunities, which I she's think is really interesting. She's what? So since we're on the subject of boutiques, remind me, what was Lisa Rinna's? Because she had that for like 30 years. She did. That was um, Bella Gray. Bella Gray. Are the two middle names of her two children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had two locations and that boutique was actually pretty successful. Um, They famously got robbed while Lisa and Harry were on Good Morning America or the Today Show. Yeah. yeah. But it was open for a really long time and was successful. Envy is still open. Melissa Gorga's boutique. She has a second location. You can also purchase her clothes online. Like she has e-commerce. But um, I'm very, like I'm 90% certain that Swag Boutique is now closed. That's no longer. And it's um, just based on their Instagram. They haven't posted anything since like 2018. Okay. So it's the something about her. Swag is no longer open and neither is uh, the Lanethia Lounge. So um, I think all of her brick and mortars are currently not operating. She's, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything in case you have a question about it. But, I mean, she just did a reality show last year. So like she, she's, Nini is healthy, thriving and working, honey. 
<laughs> and I'm sure, you know, Greg was a very successful businessman too. So oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some funds. There's money. So yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. She probably had to, honestly, probably running those businesses was really hard after he died. She probably mm-hmm. had to take a moment. Like that's the love of her life. Well, I'm speaking on her behalf, but I do agree. I think they seem like they really loved and respected each other. Oh, she was quoted saying he was the love of her life. I think she is starting to date now. I think she, I have seen some photos that she might have like a boyfriend, but it seems pretty loose and not. Yeah. Well, she's 55, not 90. Like she should. She looks great. She looks. She's not that age at all. She's had exquisite work done. You can tell. Yeah. Like Nini's work impeccable. Not like Kim's. No. Well, Kim's going to like med spas. Those floaters. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So our next question is a two point question. Okay. So for two points, name two other shows, not Bravo related that Nini has appeared on. Name two other shows, not on Bravo that Nini has appeared on for two points. I'm going to name, I'm going to go deep, deep, deep cut. I'm going to name the show she's been an actress on, not a reality star on. So I'm going to name Glee, where she played swim, synchronized swim coach Roz. And then I'm going to name, because I actually watched the show, The New Normal, where she played Rocky Rhodes. Those are correct. You got <laughs> the two points. Those are correct. And I think, again, that just shows how her work transcended from reality tv to scripted shows i mean she was on glee glee was a huge show so huge watched glee i personally didn't but i knew like it was a huge show oh i did i because i liked i've i'm gonna really date myself i've liked ryan murphy shows since the year 2000 when he did this awful show called popular which i watched in high school like that's 23 years ago (laughs) it's that i'm not familiar with but a few of the other shows that she was on so she was on glee Yep. Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Yep. The New Normal, which I never heard of. You hadn't seen it? I'd never even heard of it. I I can't remember anything about it other than she had like a really short, cute. I watched the entire season because they played it when I lived in England. Never, never heard of that. But I have heard of and I used to watch The Fashion Police, which she was on. Okay. Chelsea Lately, she was on once. Okay. Uh, she also was on Master Chef Celebrity. Okay. <laughs> the celebrity version of that. Um, okay. She's also been, and this was technically televised, which is why I included it, but she was on the Miss USA competition. She was involved in that, which was televised, as we know. I mean, I believe that's Trump's competition. So that, that tie makes a little bit of sense there. Sorry, is that the one that Kenya did too? Isn't Kenya Miss USA? It's very confusing because there are a lot of different pageants with essentially the exact same names. They're like Miss USA, Miss United States of A, like Miss America, Miss, like Miss America is different than Miss USA. For anyone that's listening, I know it doesn't make any sense. There's Miss University, there's or Miss Universe, there's Miss Global, like it, it gets crazy. And I don't know, but the one, and I don't think Trump actually owned it. I think he just had I'm sure he was a name that they used. No, no, no. He owned one of those. The one that took place in um, New Jersey. He owned it because he owned that hotel. I think he owned it just like he owns Trump Tower in well, yeah. Chicago, where they're really just licensing his name. He like actually doesn't like own and operate it. Yeah, it's not. 
it's just more of like a, a name licensing deal that, um, which also, also Bethany Frankel does, uh, which Carol called her out for. And maybe one day we'll be able to license Bravo Replay. Bra- Bravo Replay enemas. Honestly, you can license. Yeah, if someone, if the price was right, I'd let people license my namesake. Probably. Anything. Yeah, Anything. I, if the price was right. <laughs> the price is $10 for Bravo Replay enemas. You guys get us on Instagram. We will say yes. $50. It's $50. Okay. You're the business, economy. You're yeah. the business operator. <laughs> now, Kate, for our last question. Okay. For one point. Okay. What movie slash Broadway show did both Queen Latifah and Mimi do? What movie slash Broadway show did both Queen Latifah and Mimi do for one point? So I feel like I slumdog millionaire this, even though I did. I came correct. But this is basically the only show I've ever seen on Broadway. So I know this. They did Chicago. That is correct. For one point, they were both in Chicago. Uh, and they did the fantastic character Mama. Uh, she sings the great song where she says, uh, when you're good to Mama, then she's good to you. Uh, yes. I have this hand, it washes that one too. Good to Mama. Like that song, great song. Uh, so yeah, Mimi has had quite an extensive career. Broadway shows, owning different businesses, boutiques on different reality shows, on scripted shows, on Bravo. I mean, she really runs the gamut and I would say it's, in some ways, I think she's a little more, I think she's dipped into more than Bethany has, where Bethany really just kind of stuck to her businesses, reality TV, and then she had the talk show, where Nini has done such a wide array with her career. Hot take here. I do think Nini is more talented than Bethany. I do. Nini is like a triple threat. All right. Are you ready for your point total? I do. I hope I can correct. Well, you only got, uh, let's see, you only got two you missed. So okay. that gives you a total of eight points. Out of 10. If you got everything correct, you would have gotten 10 points. I think that's coming correct for Nini, personally. That's great. It's a 80%. What is that, a B? Yeah, I trust you. I was pretty happy with Bs in school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's very respectable. I love that. Well, obviously we want everyone else to tag us. Uh, let us know your score on socials. If you got better than me, keep it to yourself, but still let us know you played. If you got less than me, absolutely tag me so I can brag, please. <laughs> play. <laughs> okay. Now, Mattia, it's time to play my favorite segment. Look who's talking trash. Today, we would be remiss if we didn't go back to the Bravo Vanity Fair wannabe takedown. And in specifically my favorite moment of it all, some of it was not great, but this was really great when Ebony Williams basically told Bethany to go fuck herself and to fuck off that she does not speak for her as far as unionizing goes. And now they are in a tiff online where Bethany even went so far as to share private DMs between Ebony and Bethany where it does look like Ebony is kissing Bethany's ass a little bit. Are you familiar with this? I'm not familiar with the DMs being exposed. Okay, so Bethany screenshot something from 2020, where Ebony is saying essentially we met on a private flight, thanking you for consistently using your platform for tangible change. And Bethany just said, in response to Ebony K. Williams telling me to fuck off, 
And then Ebony screenshot that and said, pulling out a receipt from three years ago, back when you focused on philanthropy instead of thirst trapping on other people's hardships. What do you think? Wow, that is a great point because I completely forgot about Bethany's whole philanthropy, be strong. Like that was her personality for probably a good three years. I mean, she was actually in the, um, when Puerto Rico needed relief a few years ago, Ah. she was there before the actual United States government. I mean, she was there before Trump was throwing paper towel rolls in people's faces. She was actually providing people with toothbrushes, toothpaste, feminine products, like all of those things. Yeah. So I completely forgot about that. And I think Ebony's right. Like, why can't you just pivot back to that? Well, I think because she wasn't making money off of Be Strong, because you can't legally successfully make money off of charity work, nor should you. Mm-hmm. But I think she, maybe the well was getting a little dry. So now she's doing this and I want her to go back to charity. That's when I liked her more. And I felt like you could justifiably be a Bethany fan more when she was involved with charity. But yeah, I mean, Ebony's exactly right. Like, this is your personality now. She's going to forget about this probably in a few years. And then she's going to get on to something else. And that's such a great call out that Bethany probably needs, but I doubt we'll hear. Do you know what it reminds me of? And this is not Bravo, but I think anybody who watches Bravo is going to know what I'm talking about. Do you remember when Lindsay Lohan, I think was in like, Dubai and she saw some Syrian refugees and she starts talking in a weird accent and she's like let me take you to a hotel for the night and like she's saying it to a kid and the dad's right there and he's like uh I guess if you want to buy us a hotel that's fine she's like no not you just your child and she basically is trying to kidnap this child for reasons known only to Lindsay Lohan Bethany has that energy a lot of the time. It is definitely that energy of like, they want to be the savior so badly because they want the attention and the glory of it, not because of the actual action to like do something good. And I think Bethany's really getting exposed for that right now, especially with this article. Because like someone like Ebony, if, if she was coming out with this reality reckoning and she was really pioneering it, I would believe it way more. And it would feel way more genuine than... Bethany, who arguably made some, you know, her, Candy, Mimi, Kyle, a few others made the, Lisa Vanderpump made the most amount of money on these shows. So I hate that it feels like, but is very much biting the hand that feeds you. And you only don't like something when it's not serving you. Like you should critique things if they're ethical or right, regardless if they're serving you or not. Right. That's how, that's just a better way to live. Honestly, that article, I read I read it. It was a long read. That article would have been so much better if they had cut out all the Leah alcohol stuff. Like, it was bad, but, like, she was a willing participant in it. She, if they had cut out Bethany, if they had just focused on Ebony, Ramona, they talked to a Black producer who said, this was really screwed up. This was a bad situation for me. And the other white New York housewives would not take my direction. If they had just focused on that, I think that there would be far more repercussions as opposed to, but they added in like sort of like the big white lady crocodile tears too. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, wait a second, like, come on. Yeah, I agree. If they actually removed Bethany from it, I think it would have been perceived better. I agree. I think that they decided that Bethany was the biggest name and they had to get her in, but she's essentially talking about stubbing her toe and other people are talking about like having their hand amputated. And it Mm -hmm. just, one of these things is not like the other. Definitely. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes from it, but 
I don't know. There are thousands and thousands of people at BravoCon right now. And they don't care. And and even the celebrities, like even some of the Bravo celebrities that weren't invited or couldn't make it, they're still posting about it. So like clearly the majority of their workforce or whatever you want to call them is still super happy with it. So unless some more people squeak, I, I don't see anything happening. I'm with you. And we were talking about it in our Bravo group chat and I mean, you're in it too. Everyone's like, that's it. We we know this. Like, there's nothing in here that we didn't know. Like, even Ramona being a racist piece of crap. We've always known that about Ramona. Ramona is racist. Ramona's one of the few, like, proud Trump supporters in Bravo. Like, come on, man. And I would like to divert this energy into the Southern Charm cast. I want to, now we know, as we said, we know Ramona has said racist remarks there is not a chance in hell that Shep and some of those other cast members don't have some horrid things in their past, things that they've posted. I mean, we know with with Catherine, she called another news, I think it was a news reporter who was a person of color. She referred to them as a monkey and sent them monkey emojis. What? Um, yes. And oh. that didn't get as much news. And I feel like if we really dug into Southern Charm, we would find a lot more insidious stories but i don't maybe it's because they don't have as much as many eyes as like roni does but you know shep has said and done some horrific things and i'm sure we know oh, yeah. no thomas raven all has i mean he's guilty in court but Ugh. yeah i think they should dig a little bit more into some of those people because like i want kooky people but i don't want like bad people i want ninis that's what i want i yeah. want more Give me whip smart hustlers who are willing to work for their money because that Nini is always working. She's always working, honey. Yeah. And someone who like gets it, like they're on a show, but they're not going to be like a bad, like they might not do things that are great, but they're flawed as like most people are flawed. Where like, I don't think Ramona is flawed, but I think she also has like just bad toxic traits, which is different just like having, you know, doing mistakes. Honestly, not to stay too long on this subject because I have a couple of games we want to play, but I will point out this is why I like Salt Lake City the best because they have the specter of the Mormon church mm-hmm. hanging over them mm-hmm. and a lot of them have to act correct or they're going to lose out on business opportunities. So Jen Shaw side, this is why I think season four of SLC is the best so far. Those women all come correct with kooky energy and a little bit of weird energy and then Mary is off in her own world. It's the most fun to me in my mm-hmm. So. Okay, well, to keep on Nini, I've come up with a new game for us to play. It's called Pick Your Fighter. So Nini is by far the most verbally adroit housewife, or let's not even say housewife, Bravo celebrity, reality Mm -hmm. star. Like you could put her up against anybody. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a choice of Bravo people, and you're going to decide who would win in a verbal altercation, simply verbal, Nini or the other person. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The first one, Tamara Judge from the OC. Who would win in a verbal sparring match? Nini or Nini. Tamara? Nini. I, I don't think Tamara is that smart at all. I don't even think she's that good at arguing. And Nini she, is leaps and bounds smarter than Tamara. So here's the thing. Could she out yell her? Could she get louder than Nini to yes. draw Nini out? I think Nini would still be louder. Tamara would be screaming too, but I think Nini would. And I think Tamara would be scared of her. I think so too. Tamara's like, Tamara's like this tall. Like Tamara is like pint-sized. Yeah, okay. Here's the next one. Jen Shaw versus Nini Leakes. I think, again, Nini is smarter and she will be able to be quicker and come back with more. I think, but also I think 
Nini just has more ammo against Jen Shaw than Jen Shaw would have against Nini. So I'm going to give it to Nini. See, I... I think I might do Jen just based on a technicality because even though I said it's verbal, Jen does like to throw shit mm-hmm. and Nini's not stupid. So Jen Shaw might be the one Nini backs down from because Nini is doesn't want a glass to her face. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I, I think Jen though, like when she she'll scream and scream because she's so angry, but then ultimately she just ends crying and she's like upset because she like can't handle her own emotions. So she kind of just like like a toddler into herself yeah it's very much like a child like when they're angry they start crying kind of a thing and i think nini would just be able to hold herself the entire time so that's why i'm I'm giving it to nini okay so we're gonna we haven't really talked about this franchise today so kate chastain from below deck versus the ice queen kate versus the verbal spitfire that is nini leaks i would have to say that's a tie I think both of them are very the same kind of level of smart and quick. And I think also Kate wouldn't cry and she would hold her own just like Nini. So I'm going to say tie for that one. I, okay. I initially agreed, but I'm actually going to go with Kate because where Kate excels is Kate's like used to rich people, rich people losing their cool and Nini gets heated and Kate is the ice queen. I think Mm -hmm. Kate would find that one break in Nini's armor and just go in for the kill. Like just an assassin. Like I love Kate. Kate's probably my favorite, like Bravo person of all time. That's a good matchup, the two of them. Here's here's the next one. This one's real dumb. Tom Sandoval versus Nini Leakes. Oh, Nini. (laughs) Tom Sandoval can't construct like a cohesive story. There's just no, he, he cannot build an argument he doesn't know how to stand up for himself, which is so blatant in the reunions when he didn't have Ariana or Kristen, like, bottle feeding him his responses. Like, he yeah. really is an idiot and he really cannot – he just doesn't know how to lie. He doesn't know how to spin a narrative. Like, he just doesn't know how to talk. So Nini would run circles around him. I think that the way she would take him down, though, would be something you could sell tickets for. Yeah. Like, I love it when she, like, does the stuttering thing. She would do the stuttering thing to him for sure. Okay, here's the next one. This is actually my favorite one. <laughs> Teresa Judith versus Nene Leakes. The two ex-Trump uh, girlies. I love I mean, again, Nene is so much smarter than Teresa. <laughs> but I think Teresa's, like, anger, though... And loudness could match Nini. So I'm actually going to say tie for them. And the thing about Teresa is when she realizes she's mentally outmatched, which is frequently, she does get real mad. That whole and she can really scream. She can get aggressive. So yeah, I'm going to say tie for that one. She might flip a table. <laughs> okay. Here's another dumb one. This is the deep cut for all the Housewives fan. Aviva Drescher versus Nini Leakes. I'm going to have to say Nini leaks on that too. Aviva, I think she shuts down too. And I think what would happen is Nini would just get two jabs in and Aviva would just get up and leave. I think she, what she used to do too, like she just can't handle, she really can't handle that type of conflict too long and she would just get up and leave. So if I were Nini, I would try to see if I could get her to throw her leg at me just to recreate. That's why I put her in there. It's like, can we recreate? I would be like Nini coming in like a prize fighter, like, okay. My goal here is to get Aviva to get so mad she tosses her leg. How am I going to do it? <laughs> I think that that would be an interesting matchup too. But yeah, I think across the board, Nini's 
probably always going to be on top. I think Bethany versus Nini would be interesting. Oh, it, it's and, no question. It would be Nini. But I also think I, I liked Candy versus Nini. I thought Candy actually did a pretty good job at like when the two of them would butt heads and reunions. She can hold she her would, own. She would make she would make some good points, Candy. Our last one, who the only other person, and we've already talked about Bethany, so I do think this person might be just as quick on their verbal toes and knows how to fight. Lisa Vanderpump versus Nene Leakes. No, Nene's got it again. You think? 100%. Because Lisa Vanderpump, again, is not a confrontational person, hence when she just didn't show up to reunion whenever... <laughs> She she really can't. She's the the definition of someone that like wants to throw a grenade and then runs away and says like who did that? Like she can't take accountability for herself and she is deathly afraid of conflict. She only likes conflict when she is the upper hand and the person is like very weak in the corner and then she likes to do kind of under the breath jabs at them and then runs away. And Nini is someone that is very confident and able to confront someone and Lisa would just wouldn't show up. Like the few, the one on one, she just would not show up. I mean, she proved it when she didn't come to the reunion because she knew that these women were going to combat her and, you know, bring her the details and really make hold her feet to the fire. And she just, that's why she just didn't show up. She is all bark and absolutely no bite. So, what you're saying is the metaphorical 3 p.m. by the flagpole outside of school, Lisa, Nini would win on a technicality because Lisa just, Lisa would withdraw from school. You'd never see her again. And that would be it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why Lisa operates so well on Vanderpump because she likes to be the puppet master and she likes an underdog, which is how she operated on Real Housewives. First, it was Kyle, then it was Brandy. You know, she yeah. she can't do well unless she has underlings because I think she again is all bark and no bite, and a really kind of weak person. If you only can be surrounded and be successful around other people that are weaker than you, like you are a weak person, and that's why they pushed her out on Beverly Hills too because she only wanted to be the queen. She wanted to make sure that everything worked in her favor and I think Nini would smell that and just oh eviscerate yeah. her about it because she'd just be like you are full of smoke and mirrors even if Nini isn't sorry or she did something wrong like she won't back down where Lisa would just be like oh darling and then she would just like run and hide try to ken about it here's a band of pumper's day darling but let's not fight I okay I think you're right I thought like when I was coming up with these that this would be like a whoa who's gonna win but I'm glad we agree on Kate Kate's the assassin there. Like, I think that's the only person who could, like, win in a verbal sparring match with Nini is, like, a silent assassin like Kate Chastain is. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have one other game. This is going to, this won't take as long. I'm calling this drink your poison. I want you to create a cocktail for Nini Leaks that embodies Miss Nini Leaks. Ms. Nini Leaks. It's got to have peach schnapps in it. And uh, one large ice cube, but those really cool, like, circle ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some champagne in it. Mm-hmm. And then pink sugar on the rim. And that... it will be called um, Nini's Delight. I like that. I would drink I would drink that. Just a summer drink in, the, in Hotlanta. I like that. Okay, I ask these questions and I don't actually ever think of my answer before. So what I would do is I would, because you already took the peach and the champagne, 
I'm going to go a different way. I think Nini, she's complex. So I'm going to do, let's do Aperol because that's a complex liqueur. We do Aperol and then I'm going to do champagne as well because it matches well and we want this to taste good. And then I'm going to actually do a, a, a splash of Tabasco because of Hotlanta because Nini brings the spice and then we're going to top it off with vodka. Why not? This is going to be disgusting. I'd still drink it. It could it could be great. It could be terrible. Who knows? But that's that's what happens when you invite Nini to a party. Is she going to come nice and sweet and correct? Or is she going to come and is she going to be Nene? Isn't that what they called her when yeah, yeah. that crazy is Nene? So that's in honor of Nene. And I'm going to call it the Nene. That's a very good point. You don't know who who you're going to get with her. So you don't yeah. know. Is the drink going to be good or is it going to be gross? Are you going to get Nene? <laughs> I love that. And one day, next year at BravoCon, we're going to have them make the Nini's Delight and the Nene. And we'll see that that mm -hmm. is, we're going to do it. I'll drink it. I will too. I'll drink anything though. That's a problem. That's why I could never be on Bravo. Um, Tia, it has been an absolute delight talking to you today about Nini. I, uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm glad I did. Okay. It was fun. It was fun to walk down memory lane and really reflect on all of the cultural impacts that Lanethia has on our culture. I love her. So are you already planning our next episode? Yes. I think we are going to pivot and we are going to do below deck next episode. And then we're going to do some Shaws of Sunset. So I need people to brush up on the now debunked uh, Shaws of Sunset. I'm going to include myself in that. I've got it. I've got some time. Well, where can people engage with us and let us know that they have been catching up on Shaws of Sunset, if you don't mind? Yeah. Check us out at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Uh, send us any trivia questions that you have. We also post trivia questions there that you can respond to. Uh, we also post fun memes and other fun things over there too. Let us know if you ever hear of any Bravo gossip. DM us. Uh, if you're in the Chicago area, we do events every month too. So feel free to message us if you're interested in any of those. And please leave us a five-star review on wherever you are listening to this podcast on. Leave us a five-star review and we will give you a shout out on a future podcast episode so it's a fun way to get your name heard on a podcast yeah yeah and listen that's it for us this week don't throw any drinks in anyone's faces but if you do make sure it's on camera good night bye you guys